this is Joe and TJ with another episode of our One Thing series. Our desire is that our One Thing series truly helps you to lead better and grow faster. Every month on our podcast, we feature a great guest always on the topic of leadership and we blast it out to you from the schoolhouse302.com. Thank you, TJ. Please share this with other leaders you know that are looking and craving to get better. Thank you. So here we are with our guest, Dr. Martin Lanick. Thank you for being here, Martin. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. This month, we are focused on the habits leaders must develop and possess to ensure they are successful and effective. We're very excited to have you on our podcast. And this One Thing series interview features a great leader, that provides key insight into our leadership topic for this particular month. And this month, we're focused on how leaders can develop specific qualities and abilities for the betterment of him or herself and ultimately the organization. As educators, we know the critical importance of teaching and learning very specific productive behaviors and skills, and that is precisely what your new book, The Leader Habit, is about. And Martin, just so you know, we were really impressed to see that you also designed a formula to develop one skill at a time, and we liked how you broke those skills down, so growth was very intentional, um, just something we were impressed with. Um, so TJ, why don't you tell our audience a bit more about Martin? Sure thing, Joe. Thanks. Our guest this month is Dr. Martin Lanick. Dr. Lanick is the author of The Leader Habit. He's the CEO of Pinsight, a global leadership software as service company known for its disruptive HR technology. His leadership programs have been implemented by more than 100 companies, including AIG and CenturyLink, and have received awards from Chief Learning Officer and Brandon Hall. Lanik holds a PhD in industrial and organizational psychology from Colorado State University. And we ask our listeners to visit www.pinsight.com. Dot com for more about Martin. We're fortunate to have Dr. Lanick on this episode of our One Thing series. So, okay, let's get started on the topic here, Martin, um, which is how leaders can develop successful habits to learn to lead better. This is something that you're an expert on, have researched tremendously, and feature in your new book. Most leaders are continuing looking to grow and develop to be more effective. You write that successful and Success and influence as a leader is accomplished by practicing certain skills until they become a habit. Martin, let's take a deeper look into how leaders can develop the methods you promote to acquire key leadership qualities. Our first question is really two parts. What are some of the common mistakes leaders make when trying to develop key skills? And what changes should they make to ensure what they are doing to grow as a leader is working? that their growth is intentional, in fact. We want to hear anything you might say about developing skills, key leadership qualities, and the power of habits. Joe and I and our listeners are ready to learn from you. Great. Thank you. Um, thank you for the introduction. I'm glad that you enjoyed the book. So I'm going to answer your question from a broader perspective. So it's not just leaders, but I think the general leadership development community that will include corporations, HR departments and corporations, 
but then also managers and executives themselves. Through my research um, and my practice over the past decade, what I discovered is that, and probably many listeners will relate to this, that the biggest mistake when you're trying to improve and build new skills is really sitting in the classroom. But we are so accustomed to this. So when you ask somebody, you know, how do I get better at influencing or motivating my employees? How do I get better at delegating? Generally, they say, here, read this book or go take this class. But those are actually not effective methods. So in fact, research in this area shows that employees only end up applying about 10% of what they read in books or they learn about in the classroom. So I, I set out to change this and I asked myself, well, how can we really intentionally change our behavior as leaders and become effective that way? And that's what led me to this concept of leadership being really a set of habits. So when we think about how we learn to ride a bike or maybe play a musical instrument or play any sport, it is always through deliberate practice. So we practice one behavior at a time over and over again until it becomes automatic, until it becomes as natural to us as brushing your teeth in the morning or making your bed. And that's exactly the point. And that's what my new book, The Leader Habit, is all about. It's practicing these micro behaviors that we found effective leaders do and then internalizing these behaviors so they become automatic to us. We do them effortlessly without even uh, thinking about them. And through my research um, over the years, we studied about 800 managers and executives around the world to identify what are the specific skills that distinguish great leaders from not so good ones. And we even went further where we looked at them under a microscope, so to speak, to identify the tiny, the smallest micro behaviors that effective leaders do. And then we wrote five minute exercises um, based on these micro behaviors so that anybody could practice these um, effective leadership behaviors in just minutes a day. So that is what I would say is the biggest mistake. Stop sitting in the classroom and start practicing leadership and start practicing it on the job. And Martin, that's a great point because we also hear so often that, you know, to just continue to devour material that CEOs and others may read up to 60 uh, books a year. And it's, it's not something that we struggle with per se, but it's, it's and, you know, some may argue about the time that takes, but it's really about making that a part of you that you're now exercising different leadership abilities and qualities that are more effective. In your research, Mark, did you find that there are some skills or abilities that are easily, more easily acquired than others, and then some skills that just require more time? Yes, of course. Um, and this is not, not generally uh, this, that some skills are just more difficult than others. But what we found is that some skills just come more naturally to certain kind of people. And um, it is usually our personality that determines which leadership skills will be more natural to us and which leadership behaviors will be less natural for us. And of course, the ones that are less natural 
um, that are less natural with our personality, those are the ones that we're more likely to struggle with and they might take longer for us to practice until we internalize them. And probably the best example and the easiest example to understand this concept and this link between leadership and personality um, is public speaking. So we know that great leaders are very charismatic in, in their speech. Um, and we were able to tie it back to a personality trait of extroversion. So somebody who is extroverted, for that person, it's going to be much more natural, easier for them to practice these charismatic leadership behaviors than somebody who is more introverted. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Thank you, Martin. It's, I want to also touch on, before we get into our five One Thing series leadership questions, um, I really did enjoy um, the whole five-minute exercises. I think it's something people can do uh, here at the Schoolhouse or two. We're about getting the simple and that things are, don't have to be complicated, even if they're complex. And I thought those five-minute isolated practices to develop skills just made a lot of sense. Um, so thank you for that. So let's move in. These are our five One Thing series questions. Our first one, Martin, is who is one person or group who you follow for either knowledge or inspiration, and where can we find them? So I have been, over the years, very much inspired by um, some of the books from the Heath Brothers. Um, so you might be familiar with some of the titles of, you know, perhaps Made to Stick or Switch, especially. And for me, uh, as a psychologist and uh, working in behavior change and helping people to change their behavior and become more effective, it was especially that book, Switch, that um, got me thinking and inspired me to research this topic in search of those five-minute exercises um, that people can truly practice and they can use um, to become more effective leaders. That's great, Martin. Um, yeah, we are big fans. We will link back to their material when we put the show notes together. So thank you for mentioning that. Those are great picks for any leader to, to grab onto. Our second one thing series question is, what's one thing that people should try to do on a regular basis that might make a difference in their day in life? And um, we ask this question to all of our guests, but particularly interested uh, in your answer because of the, the, the habit forming um, feature of your book. Yes, I think that's a very good question. And as, as I'm thinking about it, I would say I would encourage everyone to start looking at their behavior in small segments and, and try and identify the the micro behavior. So in other words, break down any kind of complex behavior or skill into the uh, smaller micro behaviors. And this is important because we all have different uh, things that we wish to change. You know, it might be related to health behaviors or it might be related to uh, leadership. But that concept of not trying to change a whole thing at once um, but really focus on what is the tiny change, what is the tiniest behavior that I can start practicing today and start thinking in that way, I think it's going to go a long way for many people in their own development and as they are looking to change their 
um, work or personal life. Yeah, that's fantastic, Martin. It, I just was reminded immediately, immediately of, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. And it's simple, um, but people often do it. And they try to change wholesale and then become frustrated between their expectations, where they are, and the gap that exists between the two. Um, so I, I think it's great advice. Our third question, what's the one thing that you want to know or be able to do that you don't already? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I think I have to think about this one for, for a bit. Um, can we come back to this question? Absolutely. So the next question is, what's the one thing that led to or continues to support your growth as a leader that others can replicate? <laughs> That's, uh, you know, that, that I think it would be you, once you start researching habits and behavior, then you start analyzing yourself constantly in, in that way. Um, so um, I think that what, what continues to support my growth as a leader is constantly thinking and checking back, you know, is this the right way to do this particular skill? You know, is this the right way to delegate? Um, is this the right way to create urgency in the organization? Is this the right way to make a decision on this problem? So I'm constantly going back to our research and looking at those micro behaviors of effective leaders to check myself and see if um, that's something that I'm already doing. And then if not, you know, looking for ways how I can actually implement that. Of course, just with one exercise at a time. Right, Martin, and, and going through that process, if you don't mind, if we could dig a little deeper in that, have you discovered within your own leadership and, and Pinsight and, and what you run as an effective leader, are there areas that you continue to just have to revisit over and over? I know you mentioned about personality, um, but just as a leader, things, because they're new situations, and sometimes I know our listeners may be thinking, you know, I know I developed this leader ha habit but how do I know when to apply it? And can you just walk through, walk us through that a little bit about, you know, has people developed these habits, maybe from your own experience, how do they know when to apply it, how to best apply it, especially in time crunch type situations? Yes. Um, so I could give you an example. One of the things that I worked early on years ago um, was uh, delegation. And I think that is true for every new manager, every new leader. So, um, when I started Pinside and founded it eight years ago, I was a one-man band, so I was doing everything myself. And that, as probably many entrepreneurs experience, when the company grows very quickly, you've got to hire employees. Um, but, you know, since I was doing everything, I thought that I know best how to do every single job. And, of course, that resulted in micromanagement. So um, just, just having that feedback and having that realization um, that allowed me to analyze my own behavior and I started looking for more effective ways. And we actually found um, a, a more effective way or way that effective leaders delegate. And one example that I can give you is when you delegate, you specify what is it that needs to be done, but then let the employee figure out how to do that. And when you look in the book, um, The Leader Habit, you'll actually see that the exercise is much more prescriptive. Um, so it, it forces you to ask a question. So you first describe the project, you know, you say, 
I'd like you to figure out how to do X, Y, Z. And then you pose a question. How do you think you'll do that? And that forces you by having to ask a question, forces you to stop there and then uh, let the employee think and voice how they think they'll do that. But also for people who are more reluctant to delegate, maybe early on, as they're getting more comfortable with this leadership skill, it gives you an insight and gives you a level of comfort for knowing how um, your employee is going to actually, or your team member is going to do this work. Um, so this is especially for those who think, well, I can do this better than anybody in the organization. So this might be a good exercise for that. Yeah, that's a powerful approach. I really like that. I think our listeners will enjoy that as well. Um, and that dialogue, that communication dialogue between um, the two. Let's move on to, to number five. What's one thing that you used to think that you don't think anymore? I think for any entrepreneur or any business owner, um, there's this myth of the garage startup. And you think that, well, I have a great idea, you get very excited about it, and then um, you just wait for the success to happen overnight. And I think we do this in many different domains of our life where we just wait and we so focus on the arrival point. Uh, but realizing that that is not the truth, that is not the truth. Uh, that is really just a myth. Um, any sort of work, um, whether it's your own development or developing a business, growing a business, it's always a journey. And if you can use this time and use that journey to really focus on behaviors and especially micro behaviors and practice those, that is how you're going to be effective. Now, a story comes uh, to mind here from basketball. So um, a friend of mine uh, told me about Coach Nelson, who was very much loved by his players. And when they asked them, you know, why do you love Coach Nelson so much? They would say, well, he never tells us just to go out and win. He never tells us to focus on the outcome, on the rival point, on the result. What he would tell his uh, players was, Focus on the behaviors that we've been practicing. And if you do them really well, good things will happen for our team. And that's how you get to the result. But of course, the secret is knowing or the key is knowing what the right behaviors are. And we identified the right behaviors for leaders in my new book, The Leader Habit. That's great, Martin. I, I think that what our listeners are going to gravitate to is when what I find fascinating in the conversation is just that the change that we want to see happen for ourselves and others in terms of leadership, we like that to be on a macro level, but really the way to make it happen is more on a micro level and identifying those micro behaviors that are going to produce more long-term change versus what we want to have right now. And so that's a great way of, of putting that in and, and makes it simple. Again, something that Joe and I are super interested in. Can we push you back to question number three? To well, and I was just going to come back to it. Okay, great. I had a kind of an epiphany here. So um, it just happened over this weekend right here as I was hiking here in, in Colorado that, you know, I always tell clients the same thing I just told you is that, don't get obs don't obsess over the results. Don't obsess over the outcomes. Focus on the behavior because that's what you can control. 
But it is such a difficult switch, I think, for all of us that I have to admit, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time doing that myself. Um, so that is really the one thing that I would be able, I would like to be able to do. Um, I do it a little bit. I understand it conceptually, but it's not a habit yet. I haven't practiced it for the 66 days that I know I need to practice that. So that is the one thing. Stop obsessing over the results, over the outcomes, focus on the behaviors and more importantly on the micro behaviors. Yeah. Fantastic. I think we could all use a lesson in that. Stop obsessing over the outcomes, which is any leaders driven toward goals is always looking at the outcomes, but you're right. The input is just as important, if not more so. That was a fantastic interview. We certainly got some simple things there for our listeners, which is key for us. Leadership might be complex, but it doesn't have to be complicated. And we're going to push your book out to, to links to your book so that folks can get to that leader habit. Martin, is there anything else that you would like to add to today for our listeners today? Yes, I would like to encourage everyone to go um, to the book's website. That is leaderhabit.com. And we have a link to a free quiz there. Uh, so it's the leader habit quiz. And it gives you an opportunity to take a personality um, questionnaire. It only takes 10 minutes. And again, this is free. But it will give you some insights into your own personality. But more importantly, it will highlight the leadership skills that are much more likely for you to uh, be natural and come to you naturally um, and the ones that are less likely to come to you naturally. And this is very important, especially as you get the book, The Leader Habit, and you try to identify your first exercise, um, knowing which leadership skills will come to you more naturally will make that process much easier and it'll set you up for success. Because of course, it's easier to practice things that will come to us naturally. You'll enjoy the practice and you're much more likely to sustain it for the 66 days until it turns into a habit. Great. We are all about leadership resources, especially free resources. We will link back to that on our website. We'll link to it in iTunes and SoundCloud for our listeners to get to that easily. Thank you so much, Martin, for being on the podcast. We really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, TJ. It was fun. Great. There you have it, everyone. Dr. Martin Lanick. Don't forget to follow our blog, theschoolhouse302.com, for blog posts, podcasts, and video blogs all on the topic of leadership. And we hope you enjoyed our One Thing series on how leaders learn to lead better, develop habits, and change yourself to become exceptional. Thank you. 